podcast, you're in a bathroom and Cookie Charlotte has asked the question, what happened last night? I'll tell you what happened last night, but not right now. Can't have this conversation in front of them. But I have to know. I'm getting ready to go to the police station where they're going to question me on what happened. As far as you know, you came back to the room and you passed out. It makes me feel like there's something they're hiding. I don't like it. I don't like you like this, Ash. I promise. Once this is over, and once you're safe, I'll tell you everything that happened. I hope so. You're scaring me. Bruno? You can hear she's in there and she's talking, but you can't quite make out what the words are unless you're going to be right up at the door. There's like a hushed tone, but you can pick up. She's definitely speaking. There's nobody else in there. Shenanigans afoot. Make a psychology roll. Cookie, do you exit the uh, bathroom? I walk out and... Bruno, I guess I'm as ready as I'll ever be. He looks around the room one last time. The room is everything you've noted before. Be like, all right, uh, you ready? They can, uh, they can be assholes. Yeah, but I'll just, I'll just, uh, I'll do the best I can. Just tell them the truth. That's all that I can do, right? Well, uh, you can uh, embellish the truth if you really want to. But uh, I don't know. We've seen a lot of crazy shit in our time. Yeah. Well, let's go. Let's just get it over with. Get back to work. That's the spirit. Let him go first. Um, Go ahead. I'll lock the door behind us, Bruno. That makes sense. She's got the key. He will do so. Ash, do you remember the roll you made? Mm. This big lug. It's just not working with you today. Bruno, as you exit, you'll feel rush of air by your feet when you, like, open the door. Okay. That's all. Drafty hotel. Yeah, it's just the damnedest thing. The wind in this place, you know. You know how these old places are. You exit, Cookie follows and locks the room up, and you guys are walking to the police station. You're going to walk down the stairs, exit the hotel, and head toward the station. Do you guys have any kind of conversation or anything before getting to the police station? I would stay quiet and probably just be progressively more nervous along the walk. So you're quiet. Going into pensive, going into nervousness, so you're you're just staying quiet. And Bruno, what are you doing as you are escorting the lovely Charlotte? When you say escorting it, you make it sound like I am against her, which I am not. You are escorting her. You are her friend. You are with her by her side, escorting her. So they're going to try and pressure you. They're going to try and be like, oh, we already know what happened. We just want to hear it from your words so that... uh, we can exonerate you or give you some bullshit like, uh, you know, where were you? Because we need to 
remove you from the list of possible suspects. Yeah, I know all that, Bruno. After all, we've done it ourselves. I just, I hope these guys are as big an idiots as some of the ones we have back home. Yeah, they, uh, they're not smart. We'll just tell them the truth. Just the truth. Well, some of the truth. Do you think they'll let you come in the room with me? I'd be surprised. I can, like, say I'm your lawyer or something, but I don't think they're going to buy that. Definitely not. Yeah, probably not. But maybe if you wave that badge around, maybe that'll help. I mean, maybe. They, uh, well, they might not because you got the same badge. So they, uh, they may see this collusion, which, frankly, it quite probably would be. Yeah, but I would think that our investigation would trump their little death investigation. We are federal. They're local. You're right. But that doesn't mean that they got to, uh, that we can't give them something. Like, they got to. They're going to make it difficult for us. Cut to Finn and Philip. The officer in front of you opens the door to the station house. He walks in, lets you guys follow him. You're hit with the nice warm air inside the station. You see a lot of hustle and bustle. There are several officers. This man in front of you makes a beeline for an office in the back. On the glass door, you'll see chief of police. You guys going to follow him? Oh, yes. Yeah, follow, for sure. You'll see the officer approach the door, knock. You'll hear somebody yell from within. A, goes in, and the officer puts the bag on the desk. You guys, I assume, go into the office as well. Oh, yes. And the, and the chief will look up, see the officer, see the two of you look a little confused, but look to him and say, I thought I told you to stay at the museum. He says, Chief, I, I talked with these, uh, the uh, DERP agents here, and they had pointed out that possibly this item of, of significant value would be at risk at the museum. I thought it best to bring it here so we could secure it. So the chief looks at him, looks at you two. You see him wave his finger at the officer to leave. The officer leaves. The valise is still on the chief's desk. And the chief will look at the two of you. Indicates for you to have a seat. Finn takes a seat. Yeah, Philip takes a seat. I'm Chief Walters. What is this about an item? Why does my officer feel it should be secured here instead of in the museum? Ah, yes, of course. First, some introductions are in order, uh, I do believe, my uh, good chief. And Philip will pull out his identification for, like, the second time ever. I am um, Dr. Philip Weisel. I am a uh, antiquarian by trade, but I am working with the Department of Esoteric Relics and Parchment. And it so happens that inside this valise is an esoteric relic and parchment. We have reason to believe that after Curator Doyle's untimely demise and the body that was found early this morning uh, off of the bridge, 
at uh, River Street and what was that other street? Aylesbury Street. Yes. We fear that there was foul play involved, and we also fear that he was actually kidnapped. And the prevailing theory is that his kidnappers took his keys in order to ransack the museum. Now, the fact that this happened on the eve of a gala that was going to unveil a new exhibit involving this particular tome, well, we thought that the tome was the main target, and so we did not wish to keep it inside the museum at this time. I have spoken with my superiors in Boston, and we would like to secure the tome and return it to Boston to ensure that it is no longer in danger. While it is a very valuable piece of literature, it also has some connotations that are of particular importance and interest to our organization. When you finish, he'll turn his face to Finn, and you agree with him? I do agree. That is correct. He'll stand up. He'll grab the bag, open it. He'll reach in with his bare hands. You wrapped the book in cloth? I did. You'll see him reach in, and then you'll see him pause. He fiddles with something, and you see him bring the book out. No cloth around it. Oh dear, that's going to damage the binding. He'll sit down and set it in front of him, tapping on it with his finger. This book here is what you feel the killers were after, or killer killers were after. That is correct, yes. There are other uh, exhibits within uh, Miskatonic University's museum. Uh, the timing of the untimely demise of, of Kirita Doyle uh, does suggest that this was the main object of interest. Hmm. How many other people knew that this book was of high value within the collection? Did the other agents know as well? It's a possibility, of course. I stepped into the room, saw it, and I almost instantly realized what it was. Looking at Philip, you didn't inform the other agents on your team that this book was of significant value. If I may. Hmm. Of the active agents of the Department of Esoteric Relics and Parchments that are currently within Arkham, three of them know of the value of this book. The fourth was tasked to Curator Doyle, and we are still trying to ascertain the events of the evening. Are they in another interrogation room? Or I, I did not see them coming in. You'll feel a rush of cold air, and Finn and uh, Philip, if you look out the door, you'll see Cookie and Bruno have entered the station. Behind his dark glasses, Philip narrows his eyes. Ah, there they are. I dare say they're slightly tardy. Wouldn't you say, Finn? A wee bit, I would. Yes. That's not unusual for Bruno, though. Yes, well, I suppose that is the case. But to answer your question, Chief, three of the four of us did know of the value of the tome, and those were the three who were stepped foot inside the museum prior to the exhibit's unveiling and uh, Curator Doyle's unfortunate demise. There is an extensive uh, list of invitees for the exhibit gala. I have perused it, and there are a number of names on it that are uh, collectors of other esoteric items who would 
show a prudent interest in this particular exhibit once it was unveiled. And how are any of those people in town, to your knowledge? To my knowledge, the individual who is responsible for the donation of items for the exhibit is within the environs of Arkham. I do not yet know of the others. I've only just begun to research the list, and I have not searched the hotels for their guest lists. I do understand that occasionally those are rather coveted and uh, protected by the hotel staff. Well, I'm happy to inform the two of you that the Arkham PD will be handling that part of the investigation. We have a great relationship with the hotels here, the hotel owners, the management, and we will go through the guest list and, and inquire, which is each guest that is currently in Arkham, as to their whereabouts for last evening. And then he'll look out of his office as he sees an officer escorting Cookie to a room in the back. But right now, and he'll grab the book, stand up, and back in the valise, (sighs) close it up, pick it up, hold it at his side. Right now, I'm going to interrogate your fellow agent, and I'm going to hope that her story checks out with your story. And I'm also going to hope that she's very upfront with me about the events of last night, as well as the timeline and her whereabouts. But I will be sure to send an officer to her room to check for those keys that you say the killer may have wished to take. So we'll search her room. And while we're doing that, we'll make sure the three of you, pointing out to Bruno, the three of you remain in the station while we do that. Could you perhaps lock up the book in a safe or something first? Because I'd rather like to have the book safe instead of out in the open. It will be locked up as soon as I'm done with it. And then he'll look to Philip. Yes? Do you have a observation room for your interrogations? There's a room that you can observe from, but why would I allow that? Because I must make a report to my superiors in Boston, and I would uh, consider it a personal favor if you would allow me to observe the interrogation. I would very, very much appreciate it. I promise that I will not make any noises nor try to shout through the window. I shall simply be writing some notes. Now look at you guys, smile. Again, he'll take a step around the desk, he'll go to his door, and he'll call out, Doyle! And you'll see a very young, bright-eyed, earnest boy. Must have just gotten out of the academy. Come to his door and says, escort the three agents to the observation room while I'm questioning Ms. Miller. He'll look back at you two, since you have to be here anyway while we search her room. We may as well keep you all in one spot. Be sure you grab the the big guy, too, as he says to Doyle. Yes, of course. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. The young police officer. Make a spot hidden. Finn, Bruno, Philip. This young officer, a little terse, a little abrupt, rude, maybe, with his, come on, follow me, go this way, directions. The three of you will end up in this little room, just a a little single light, a little 
one-way mirror? A few chairs that you guys can take a seat. And once you're in there, he shuts the door. You guys will also see through that mirror a table, a chair. In that chair sits Cookie. She has removed her coat, Cookie, because it is warm in here. Do you remove your gloves? Yes. If my coat comes off, the gloves also come off. My hands go in my lap. The door will open, and in walks a man you can see on his uh, badge. It says Chief. He is holding uh, a large valise, much like Phillips, but not Phillips. He sits in the chair opposite you, blocks your view of yourself in that mirror, and sets the bag down on the floor next to him. And he'll sit there and just take you in, kind of smile and just look at you. Good morning, Chief. And just give him my most winning smile that I can muster up at that point. And he will smile back at you. He will extend his right hand to you in order to do a handshake. And I will reach out and demurely shake his hand. He'll grasp it, shake it, and he'll say, Chief Walters. Hello, Agent Miller. And he's got a firm grip. He's not being dainty. He's he's gripping. Are you going to remain stoic? Yes, I'm sure my hand really hurts, but I'm going to do my best to not let that show. Let's make a constitution roll. He'll release your hand and you can put it back down into your lap. Well, Ms. Miller, shall we get started? Yes, certainly. I'm here at your disposal. Cut to the three of you observing. Any conversation? Now that you are all three together in a little room. Is it just the three of us? Just the three of you. So do you think the young flatfoot uh, Doyle is, is related to the curator at all? Do we notice a family resemblance? You all rolled your spot hidden and you failed it? You did not notice. Well, Doyle is a pretty popular name, isn't it? Well, I suppose you knew more about that than I would. Bruno just scrunches his face like, the fuck's that supposed to mean? Bruno's going to take one of these chairs, drag it over by the door, and just jam it under the door so that nobody can come right in. He's about to talk about some shit. Is there, like, a speaker or something that we're hearing their conversation through, or can we just see what's happening? You can just see what's happening. There's, uh, some weird shit going on. That's nothing new. Yes, well, a man was murdered. It, uh, it does stand to reason that there's something strange going on within the city of Arkham. Nah, nah, like that. Like, uh, and he'll look through the window to Cookie and then scene transition. So, Ms. Miller, Mr. Doyle's secretary informed us that you had dinner with him last evening? That is correct. Did you meet him there, or did he pick you up in his car? We left directly from the college, from the university. In his vehicle? 
Yes. And you are in town with the other agents in what capacity? We are here to provide security for the gala this evening. The gala for the new collection that Curator Doyle was unveiling this evening. That is correct. And what is it you bring to your investigation team, or I guess in this case, security team, that assists them in doing that function? Well, I'm sure that's a question that would have to be taken up with our boss. But I believe I provide a gentler touch to our unit. A gentler touch. Could you please elaborate on that? Well, I am the only lady on the team and, you know, just a little more matronly, perhaps. Unassuming. I try to be. So there's something up. I don't know what the the deal is specifically. But we went back to the hotel, right? And then uh, I go to ask that guy at the desk, you remember, right? So I was asking him some questions while Charlotte went upstairs to, I don't know, get cleaned up or whatever. But when I started up the stairs, I heard her scream in pain. Like, uh, you know, like when you stub your toe? Yes. Well, come up to the door thinking maybe whoever was after them last night was in there. And as I get up there, I hear hear her having a conversation with somebody that ain't there. A conversation with somebody who isn't there. Yeah, there's nobody else in the room. Philip looks at Finn. Did she see the shrink before she left? I don't think any of us see the shrink on the regular. Excuse me. So maybe she should. What was the content of this conversation with an invisible person? She sounded confused, like she was trying to figure out what happened. Like, uh, like she didn't remember, which I guess is good. So she had a conversation with a being and all beings that may or may not exist in regards to the event of last evening. Look, it's, it sounds weird, I know. But uh, we kind of work in the weird industry. We do work in the weird industry, yes. My concern is that she's going to suddenly remember as she's sitting in that chair talking with the chief. Yeah, there's a... Uh, I don't know. You really think she did something? I'd pose the question there if uh, if she don't remember, did she do it? You know, she was under the impulse of, say, creepy fucking house. Didn't you burn down creepy fucking house? Given how mad uh, Patterson was, I'm pretty sure that that house is long since reduced to ashes. But what if something came back with us? Well, hmm. Let me check my notes. Philip is going to check his notes. Sometime in the last three years, we've had to deal with some kind of possession, I'm sure. Would that be a library use role? Yeah. And while you're making that role, let's cut over. Dramatic transition of Philip's notebook opening, pages turning, and then the pages coming to a close as it's on the other side of the glass. So, Ms. Miller, do you remember what time you arrived at your dinner? I'm not entirely sure, but I believe it was around 7 p.m. And... 
that was curator Doyle during this dinner. Can you tell me what his mood was like, what you discussed? Well, we talked briefly about how excited he was for the gala and for the new exhibit. And he was generally, I would say, jovial. And I enjoyed my time with him. Did he express any trepidation about the event that was supposed to happen the next night? He did not. He was excited for it. Always wanted to go to that particular restaurant. How was the food? It was delicious. I highly recommend you go. Delicious. What did you have? I had surf and turf, and it was phenomenal. I don't often get to eat like that. Don't forget, you were drinking. Do you remember what Curator Doyle had? I believe he had a large steak dish as well. He'll nod, make notes. And um, to drink? Uh, yes, I I did have a drink um, with dinner. And he'll kind of look at you, raise his eyebrows, smile, Miss Miller. Then I smile back and actually I had a, a few. We both had a few. And he'll nod, smiling. I assume a bottle of wine from Curator Doyle's private collection. It was delicious. Um, Please, I know it's frowned upon. However, you can't have a large cut of steak without a nice glass of red wine. Well, I guess you don't need to worry because it seems we have a, a larger crime to focus on. What happened? I still haven't gotten a real straight answer. That's what you and I are going to find out together. Let's cut to Philip, Bruno, and Finn. You did succeed on that library use role, yes. So I would have notes of ghostly possessions and and things of that sort. Probably a lot of notes, maybe talking to other agents within DERP who have experienced it. Maybe you've come across a suspected case of it, but nothing really panned out. You have knowledge of it. Do you remember that field office in the uh, city of St. Louis, perhaps? I received some notes uh, when we were speaking with some agents during one of the social hours that I tried to avoid. It seems that there was a curious case in which a young woman had been uh, possessed by a malevolent spirit. And uh, this one, the girl had her own voice. The malevolent spirit apparently had his own voice. Oh, uh, own voice. And then he was able to fully physically possess this girl. I am, I'm told that there was much chaos in the, in the room where she was kept. They had to chain her to the bed, and yet the uh, officers said that the bed was was mangled and ruined by the end of the exorcism. I am told the Catholic Church got involved, but uh, 
they have since retreated into the uh, Basilica and uh, have not wanted to come out and uh, discuss things with the department as of late. I believe a priest had to retire after that, and another one may have died. Was that the uh, the pea soup case? Uh, yes, yes, it was a pea soup case. I, I didn't realize you'd heard of it. Yeah, they talk about that one a little bit. The uh, I don't know. This is a little weird. Well, yes, everything we do is strange. However... Not wrong. Either she's speaking to voices that aren't there... Or was she speaking to voices that are? Yeah, neither one of them is good. No. Well, if it's from the house, wouldn't she be telling us about it? Unless you're saying she's been possessed since the house. I I ain't got an answer on that one. It's possible that... You know how this shit goes, right? Like, it might be keeping her from being able to say. It could be... I don't know. Have any of us spoken about our experiences in that house? I mean... Just a Patterson. Well, I mean... I was shot and I talked to you about that, Bruno. Yeah, still kind of feel bad about that. Finn has a bit of a smirk on his face. It's like, no, I... Kind of a first time for me, too. I don't think it's possession. That wouldn't make too much sense. I mean... Right? She hasn't acted any differently since... since then. Since when? Well, since the the haunted house. Right? That's not entirely true. Well, what's different, other than talking randomly? Aside from the talking randomly, there was also the... distinct changes in mood. Yeah. In regards to the three of us. Yeah, you're right. Thinking back on it, when I was listening in, did Charlotte say the name? Ash? Yeah. Yes, she did. Bruno's pacing a little bit while they're having this conversation. He's going to stop and turn and take two steps over to them and wag his finger. She, uh, she said the same name I remember her saying at the house. She said Ash, Ashley, or something like that. Remember it was the same, it was weird, and there's nobody I knew. Ash, well, that doesn't that doesn't ring any bells. Um, no, I don't recall anyone. And Bruno, you are uh, certainly closer to, to Charlotte than we are. Uh, you've clearly spent the most time with her. You've never met this Ash, and I know I have not. Finn, have, have you met this Ash? No, but, I mean, there's Ash Trees, so maybe that's a nickname. Or, like, Ash as in, like, dust ash from a fire so it doesn't have to be a name of the actual person but a nickname of them but I don't know any one of those nicknames either and Bruno when she spoke she was very clearly familiar with his ash yeah it sounded like it It sounded like she was trying to find out what happened last night or something were we followed I mean it's already strange enough that we we arrive in Arkham and within six hours Curator Doyle is killed Think it's possible there was somebody else that was here that was uh, planning on doing something? Well, there's the book, right? That's still my theory. Someone wanted to steal that book. The Necronomicon? I thought uh, I thought they said that one was okay. No. No, not the Necronomicon, the Anamam Scriptor. I still don't believe that book exists. Sorry, the what? 
the book we pointed out to you at the um when we first arrived. It's a bit of a fancy one. Oh, that thing you were you were looking at. Some could argue it's worth killing over. <laughs> I like the scene of Finn saying it's worth killing over, and then he just looks to Philip. But he's really looking through the glass, right? Yeah, he's looking at the reflection of Philip in the glass. Yeah, which just happens to be where he can see into the other room, and there's the two of them, right? Indeed. It's just it's super convenient the way that that works out. Speaking of Cookie, he says the two of us, that's what we're going to find out. I hope so. So, dinner, you were there for a few hours, eating, drinking, conversing. Did Curator Doyle just talk about the gala, or did he talk about anything else? Did he mention anything that seemed weird or out of place? No, everything was very cordial. It was a nice conversation that just kind of flowed along uh, naturally, I would say. He kept talking about that book. He was very excited about the one piece of the exhibit, and he told me all about it and where it came from, and it's it's uh what's the word discovery and about the people who had discovered it it was very informative wouldn't stop talking about it so he informed you all about the book it's it's importance to the collection and its value he definitely had said that it was priceless relic and he was very proud to have it at the university at that hill Lean over, you'll hear something unlatch, and then he'll produce a book. Holding it with bare hands again, drops it on the table in front of you. And he says, this book. Do you remember seeing this book at the museum when you arrived? I do not. I did not see it. When we arrived at the museum, I believe we were greeted. And then Mr. Doyle and I made our Exit off to dinner. Well, this apparently is the crown jewel of the collection, according to your fellow agents. They feel that it was this that the killer was after. They do? You've spoken with them? A, uh, Dr. Wiesel and the, um, the young Irishman. I'm sure that they spent last night researching the collection. I believe that that was their role for the evening. So they would know. Making note of that. And all of you will hear a gunshot from out in the main area of the station. The chief looks to the door, a little panic-stricken, and he'll look at you, and he'll say, don't move, stay here. He will get up, exit the room, you will hear the door lock behind him. Is the valise still in the room? 
Yes, the valise is in the room. The book is on the table in front of Cookie. The door is locked. He locked it. Okay. You three, what is your reaction? There's chaos erupting. I reach for my gun. Well, fuck. Yes, well, we seem to bring chaos wherever we go. All right, what is the game plan? I do not have a weapon, and I'm not an efficient fighter. Bruno, I believe this is your corn of the ring, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. He goes into his coat, he pulls out his gun, checks it, and shoves the chair just onto the ground that he was blocking the door. Finn, you up for a scrap, or you want to uh, keep an eye on them? Well, I'm actually a little worried about Cookie. I mean, All right. she's a sitting duck in there, right? I will watch Cookie. Do not worry. You'll watch her as maybe she gets shot. All right. You two stay with her and the book, I guess. And uh, I'm going to go follow fucking fancy pants over here. Well, I was thinking maybe we could get the door open. Let her out, or at least give her a chance to escape. Let's assess the situation first before we stage a breakout at a police station. Yeah, as much as I like, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let me go see what's going on. You guys hold down the fort. Oh, and, and he'll bend over and grab a derringer from his ankle holster, and he'll hold it out to them, like, here, Philip will take it. Bruno, you exit? Yeah. Finn, do you exit? Yeah, Finn will exit and check the door, make sure it's actually locked. Philip, you are just staying where you're at, holding the little pea shooter? I have the pea shooter, and Philip is going to go over to the mirror and knock twice. Bruno, as you walk out, like I said, chaos. People are just now starting to rise up, like many people did a duck and cover. Under desk, you see the, the chief of police standing looking to see what's going on. Only one gunshot was heard and nobody is in the police station that shouldn't be in the police station. It's nobody has entered. There's no gunmen, anything like that. I don't see anybody that's like rolling around the ground. Like, ah, I'm no, going. you don't see anybody rolling around on the ground. You see one very young officer who is beat red with embarrassment and he is just staring at his holster and he just keeps it just went off I, I don't know what happened it just went off this isn't somebody I've interacted with before this is just like some rando just some rando you'll see the police chief walk up to him hold his hand out he gives him the weapon the, the chief looks at it looks around Nobody's hurt. It just went off. It went right into the floor. The young officer takes a seat. He's visibly shaken. I'll just call out. Usually that kind of problem doesn't happen to you older. Finn, your hand is on the doorknob, and you go to turn it, and it is indeed locked. Fuck. Finn will go back into the observation room. You'll see Philip standing. At the little mirror. Cookie, you heard two knocks and you heard somebody try the doorknob. And there is a book in front of you. Well, we have had enough experience to know 
at least my inability to control magic objects. So I want to leave the book alone and I will look at the mirror, walk up to it as close as I can, see if I see anything, put my hands around my eyes to make that dark spot and just kind of try and peer to the other side. And we're the only ones in the room, right? Mm-hmm. So there's no like little speaker to talk to the mm-hmm. next room? Should we tell her to do something with the book? I'm not sure if she could hide it, and she can't really get it out. I'm not trusting that cop to um, take good care of it. I'm more concerned with the notion that there's a potential malevolent spirit that's waiting to possess her next to said book. Yes, the book is important, but we must consider Charlotte. Right, of course. Can I see them? No. Cookie. Open the book. Why? Just do it. Do we hear her? You see her mouth move? She's kind of close up to the window at that point. So it's kind of that muffled kind of talk. Can't really make out, but she's talking. I turn my back to the glass and just lean back against the window and look at the book. Open the book! There's probably something bad in there. That's what I'm counting on! But I I don't want to let anything bad out. I I do. do. No, you're... What if it hurts me? You're supposed to protect me. I'm going to protect you. I am protecting you. Open the book. We don't have any time. So I very tentatively and slowly walk over to the table. Philip's going to pound on the mirror three times. Cookie, you do hear pounding on there as you move towards the book? Cookie, just trust me. Open it. Finn, what do you know about that book? Um, I know there's some uh, very big spells in there. Why is Charlotte walking towards it right now? Well, I'd read it if I could. Her mouth was moving, Finn. She's talking to someone in there, and there's nobody in the room. I hate to say it, but Bruno was right. God, it feels so dirty saying that. Do you have a screwdriver or anything? What? I was going to try and take the hinges off the door so we could get in. Cookie, you are... Approach the book. You're, you can just extend your hand out just a little bit, and you can feel it. When I heard the pound on the glass... I kind of did that hesitation and looked behind me. Cookie, focus, open the book. Don't have much time. Nothing's going to happen. I can just talk to the chief. Everything is fine. Just in case, open it. (laughs) She's facing the mirror while she does this that hesitation looked back over the shoulder and then when Ash called her name Mm -hmm. I looked back at the book at his direction where I perceive his direction would be Philip's gonna pull back the hammer on the Derringer I promise not to use it unless I absolutely have to 
You really think that pea shooter's going to do anything? Put my hand out and just, just touch it. It may be all that we have, Finn. Open it. Asham's scared. Don't be afraid. I'm here. And just reach down and rub my thumb on the edge of the cover. Oh, God, forgive me for this. Finn wants to cast Baleful Influence on Philip. So I would have said, just, just put, put the gun, gun down. It's, it's not, not going to do, do anything. Philip, you'll feel some kind of... Almost as if when Finn says this to you, there's this wave, this aura that comes at you. But before it really hits you, it just dissipates. Something something was happening, but you don't really know what it was. And the words he chose, it was like he was commanding you. So it's just if a, a tendril of dark energy tried to poke at the deepest recesses of my brain in order to force, force me to obey, but could find their purchase. Cookie. Hands on the book. Fingers rubbing down. You gonna open it? Ash loves me. I don't know what happened last night, but he he wouldn't let me get hurt. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna open it. Do you open it with your eyes open? Or do you close them when you open it? No, my eyes are open. Philip's gonna fire. He's talking. I'm not hearing him. Yeah, neither can I. Okay, good. Because he's not think, lighting up and I hear no voice. I think our connection to the corporeal is broken. <laughs> That's what you get when you come into this plane of existence and kill people. Oh, God, did it work? It. I can hear you. Okay, good. <laughs> You're still staticky, Jesus. though. No! Yeah. Well, my connection, my connection's good. I don't know what's happening. It sounds okay now. Okay. okay. It's right. funny. You were doing fine until we brought Craig yeah. in. Exactly. Craig doesn't like him. Might be. Because he's incorporeal. His, <laughs> his ectoplasmic barometer is interfering with the, with the recording waves. That sounded like Probably. science. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> sounded like science. <laughs> it did. It had a very sciencey feel to it. Gosh, more of a Ghostbusters feel to me, but it's it's it was Ghostbusters. But if if you can sound confident enough in anything you're stating, you're gonna be able to bluff somebody into being on board. Yeah, just wait till <laughs> tomorrow's drop. <laughs> Trying to remember what tomorrow was. Um, the uh, investigations <laughs> have wrapped up as far as the uh, interviewing all of you, and you guys come back. It's the uh, library episode. Oh, it's the library episode. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Your new friend. Yes. Oh, it's the library team. There's treachery afoot. Oh, my gosh. It's so wonderful. Shenanigans afoot. Make a psychology roll. Then, yeah, you're just picking up. She's she's talking to someone. Um, she's clearly gone crazy. Obviously. And you, your money was on Philip going crazy. No, Philip's still probably also crazy. Like, 
multiple people can be crazy. This isn't it. Absolutely. Absolutely. God, I take offense to that, but you're right. What kind of question is that? Does Bruno have a gun on him? Yes, Bruno has a gun on him. At least one. At least. Is it, uh, what kind of gun? <laughs> uh, I'm, I don't know. I know. Possibly you could? No. Why? How could you possibly know? I'm a thing. I'm a thing. You could ask Cookie. Hey, does Bruno carry a gun? And do you know what it look? What do you know? What kind it is? Mm, no, I'm not going to do that. Okay. Not yet. No, that might trip a few flags. More flags. I'm sorry. Trip a few more flags. Okay. Yeah. Our investigation would trump their little death investigation. We are federal they're local you're right but that doesn't mean that they got to uh that we can't give them something like they gotta they're gonna make it difficult for us any more conversation <laughs> sorry that no. conversation <laughs> i'm sorry it was just the characterization that occurred there i was like what <laughs> <laughs> No, I said our investigation should trump their trump little their, death. <laughs> yes, you just called their maid's death a little death. Invest- You're not even here on an investigation. I'm so upset with you. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Punish me later. <laughs> I am. I'm going to. Don't worry. <laughs> so let's oh, my God. <laughs> I almost instantly realized what it was. Just a, a little single light, a little mirror, one-way mirror, two-way mirror. What is it? One-way one mirror. One-way mirror. Um, edit that out, editor. One-way mirror the and uh, a few chairs. You two realize uh, every time you say edit that out, I just I know put it in the outtakes. But Oz has my back. He does. Thank you. Is it just the three of us? Just the three of you. Those fools, they don't know the plots that we will hatch. Mm-mm. As well as my team at her hotel room. I will make rolls to see what they find. They don't find nothing. There ain't nothing there to find. I don't know what you're talking hey, about. Hey, 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 hey. You let my cops do their investigating. Their cops ain't worth shit. We'll see about that. When I play, I mean, when I find evidence. <laughs> Wait a second. Oh, <laughs> let's let's face it. If Bruno spotted it, the cops are going to spot it. So. Oh, <laughs> you know the disembodied voice, voice is not wrong. <laughs> yeah, there's too many of you rattling it's around out here. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. And it's part and parcel of the Department of Hysterical and Parchment. <laughs> right, Bruno. Well, these are 1920s cops, so they're not very good cops. Wow. Yeah, they haven't even invented CSI yet. I was about to say, where's the lie? Wow. <laughs> okay. Don't forget you were drinking. Oh, yes. Tell the officer that you were drinking wine during Prohibition. Isn't that delightful? <laughs> Wait, hang on. Time out. How many voices are in your phone? Back up. 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 They were drinking at a restaurant. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah, don't do that. 
<laughs> don't don't listen to Ash. Don't listen. I mean, that's solid life advice right there. (laughs) Do you want to revise what you said to her? Don't mention the booze. (laughs) Ah, God damn it. I Ah, mean, that's a a great question. Would Ash know what prohibition is? That is a fair point. No, he probably wouldn't. Or he may, but it probably Uh, isn't even on his radar. Wouldn't he have some idea? Because isn't Mm -hmm. that how Charlotte lost her job? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. He would um, know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, God damn it. some idea. What would you this, tell her? What would you say? Can I just, like, strike that from the record? Yes, you can. And, strike from the record. Just hope your editor actually does strike it for you. Let's just hope that somebody strikes it from the record. <laughs> Whoever is in charge of striking it from the record, get in touch with me. I'll make it worth your while to strike it from the record. <laughs> oh, wait. Hold on. Hold what? on. <laughs> oh, now he's listening. <laughs> I'll do whatever you want. I'm just kidding. Oh, um, hey. Not whatever you want. Okay. Just almost whatever I want. <laughs> oh, we can, we can discuss the details. Can we discuss it later? Yeah. <laughs> what do you want to say? <laughs> just strike it from the record. What is your reaction? There is chaos erupting. I reach for my gun. <laughs> reach for your gun. They let him yes. keep his gun? Oh, wait. No. <laughs> they didn't search him. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I am a respectable mortal being, sir. And he's an agent, a government agent. He can carry a gun, I'm sure. It's the 1920s. Um, Everybody can carry yeah, a gun. Everybody has a so, gun. So I had a plan, but there's a magic book on the table. Mm-hmm. I so, can't do anything. I'm not here. Cookie, you make <laughs> Unless I can, can I? I mean, you have gone out to do this. I mean, you you move at the speed of spirit. Allegedly. Um, Allegedly. But I want to know what the other three are doing once the commotion erupts. I want to know what they're doing before gotcha. we jump to that back to that room. I hate to say it, but Bruno was right. God, I feel so dirty saying that. Do you have a screwdriver or anything? I think Finn has a gun, actually, but... I'm not here. <laughs> Philip's got a derringer in his head. Do you have a screwdriver? My man. <laughs> I saw Philip's face just look at him incredulously like. <laughs> Oz here, just chiming in at the end to say thanks for continuing to support us with your ears, bumping us by word of mouth, and even with Patreon donations, which is pretty awesome. If you aren't on our Discord, feel free to come on by and get it without a net welcome. If you are, you know how we do. We couldn't continue to do this without your support and feedback, so if you do have feedback, this is me personally begging you to let us know. We know we can always do better, and we love to know when we're doing well. Anyway, a couple of disclaimers. The music you heard and the intro and the outro was from the Great Old Ones and Other Beings album by Graham Plowman. You can find that on YouTube. It is some excellent Call of Cthulhu music. Call of Cthulhu 7th edition is produced by Chaosium Inc. Without a net podcast has no affiliation with Chaosium Inc. We just think 7th edition is pretty bomb and we're going to go ahead and try it out. We get no kickbacks from Chaosium, nor do we expect any, although that may change in the future, but probably not. I hope you all had a wonderful time listening to this, and we will see you next week. Edit it out? Why would I do that? This is pure gold. Come on, give me one for the recording. There we go.